0: Welcome to the Herald-Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast talking united podcast time you can probably hear the rain outside yeah it's not the nicest day i've just come along there people are queuing to get into bygones okay there's a queue of people which is fabulous for bygones and uh they'll have a great time when they go in there but good good weather for them then it is it's an indoor attraction is doing well today welcome to high summer on the yes
1: yes lovely lovely weather
0: Plenty to talk about talking United wise this week. We don't have Gary this week. We, nope. haven't, we haven't quite managed to uh, to pin Gary down to a chat today. No. Nope. He's a busy man.
1: I, um, I, I spoke to him on Tuesday morning before the Tiverton game because I needed to speak to him for the paper. Didn't record that because of the Tiverton game would come afterwards. And then I've struggled to get a hold of him today, this morning, which is, you know, fair enough. So um, we don't have him, but we've
0: uh, got lots to talk about. We have. Not least the fact that there's a bit of, a, a bit of an event next week, a bit of an anniversary next week. It's the Talker United Yellow Army podcast's 8th birthday. 8th birthday. Next week. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, it will be the 300th of these podcasts that's actually available to listen to on the, in the archive. I think there are some lost ones, like the, yeah, when they have the lost Morecambe and Wise tapes and things like the that. The
1: Doctor Whos. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think there are more than that, but there will be, as of next week, 300 Talk United Yellow Army podcasts. You can listen to them all. I listened to the first one this morning, uh, which was available uh, on the server, and it's got a Dutch Burger King advert on the front of it. Has it? I have no <laughs> idea why. You actually start it off, and there's a, a fella speaking Dutch... About Burger King. Nice. And then okay. it goes into me and Tom. What, are, is, what is
1: flame grilled
0: in? <laughs> <there. laughs> oh, <I don't laughs> and you were away that week. The week of the first one, you were doing something to do with the Sports Awards. Was I? You were. Well, I I wasn't back
1: in two thousand twelve. Fif- Fifteen. This one this is. There yeah, So, so I just, awesome just lost ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, um, interesting.
0: There you go. We've been going for quite a while. So if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning then um, congratulations well, well you deserve <laughs> you deserve a medal so, yeah
1: absolutely forget the olympics gold medal to you <laughs> if you listen to every one of them
0: uh, as with all good things in football we started with nil yeah uh alan nil was the manager Ooh. he was just uh he was just coming in on a permanent contract
1: you've just written that down somewhere. that's been planned that's for, been, for weeks that's been
0: stuck in my head for a while <laughs> Uh, it was August 2013 when we started out. If I remember rightly, the very first podcast, a player called Courtney Cameron had mm-hmm. just signed for us. Yeah. And he turned up for training with a pink Mohican haircut. As you do. Uh, and we decided there and then that he'd have to be some player to pull that off. And he was OK. He was OK. But he wasn't quite pink Mohican OK. He never
1: really he? gave us the potential that we thought he had,
0: did he? No. No, he was decent, but, uh, but didn't quite live up to that and so eight managers we've podcasted through we podcasted with Alan Nill Chris Hargreaves Paul Cox Dean Edwards for one memorable match which you just reminded me of the Bromley game
1: yeah the Bromley
0: debacle a goal fest
1: yeah not in the right direction
0: Uh, Kevin Nicholson Robbie Herrera Gary Hours and of course Gary Johnson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it?
0: So it's it's been a long time. Yeah. And we've um you know, hopefully we've uh, we've shed some light on on things. We've had some interesting interviews. We've chatted to all kinds of people, Gary, obviously all the previous managers, players from the past, Tim Sills, Dono Reardon Yeah. Kevin um, Hill. Yeah, lots of uh, past players and uh, current players as well, which we hope to do again uh, as and when we ever get back to uh, to chatting to the manager and the players. Yeah. In that's, person.
1: That's not necessarily as easy. I mean, we we used to troop up to the uh, the training ground on Thursday mornings, didn't we? And, we did. Uh, 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 get a Shepherd in into the little room and um, get the opportunity to talk to players as well. We haven't had that opportunity as much this time. Obviously, nearly reasons. two years, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll get back there. We'll get back there.
0: We will indeed. But in the meantime, we've always got the dogs for company, haven't we?
1: Yeah. Can you hear them? <laughs> Somewhere in the distance, in Nell's little office at the top there, there is barking dogs.
0: There are indeed. But uh, that
1: will be driving her nuts.
0: So we'll try and do something a bit special next week. Perhaps we'll uh, perhaps we'll get the old band back together again, shall we? For the yeah uh, the, the...
1: yeah. I'm hoping to chat with someone this week as well, so it'll make a nice little feature for next week. So that should be good.
0: So this week, um, we're in the midst of friendlies. Uh, oh. Two friendlies since we last podcasted. Just two more to come, both of which will happen before next week's pod. Uh, and then Gary's got nearly a fortnight. Ten to, days. Yeah, To I imagine they'll be behind closed doors at least one match, I would have thought, in that ten days. I don't
1: know. I did speak to him briefly about it on Tuesday, um, about the fact that there is no game scheduled into pre-season after uh the Bournemouth game which is next Tuesday and he just seems to want to to have that time to get the players ready mm-hmm. um get the strength up um do some of that stuff I think this this pre-season has been a bit strange because um firstly so many leagues are starting at different times yeah. that planning games has been really difficult uh in as much as planning the right games for the right time for us. Um, and obviously we saw that on Saturday with the Plymouth yeah. game, how that was obviously at the wrong time for us um, and the right time for them, Yeah. Uh, in as much as they start their League 2 campaign on Saturday with a, with a trip to Rotherham. So um, they were obviously much more sharper, much more fitter, yeah. much more game-ready than we were. Um, and, you know... Gary said, "I told you so."
0: He did, and I mean to talk about the Plymouth game for a little while. It was uh, people have said to me this week, "Well, what was it like?" And to be honest, they were just better. They were better prepared. They're two leagues ahead of us. I don't think that diminishes anyway from what a good outing it was for Torquay lads. No, I I was quite impressed with what Torquay showed. They played pretty well. Didn't create all that many chances, but they defended quite well. Argyle only scored late in each half, didn't they?
1: Yeah. I, I thought Torquay started really well. They were sharp for the first 10 15 minutes and, and looked half decent uh, against a side that play their football, you know, two, mm. two levels above. But um, look, Argyle, as I said, are a week away from their first game, yeah. or were a week away from their first game, and just, just were better all round at, at a different stage yeah. of and their preparations.
0: And the other thing was that it was a game, certainly in the second half, which summed up why quite a lot of people aren't big lovers of pre-season friendly because Argyle had 11 substitutes yeah. and brought them on at two-minute intervals, yeah. basically, all the way through the second We've half. You kind,
1: it kind of you kind of lose flag. the flow of the game, yeah. don't you?
0: you? Just when you think you've, you've got a mental picture of how the teams are lining up and the ebb and flow of the game, which is you know what you get if you watch a lot of football. You always see that. And that just stops, doesn't it? Yeah, when you bring on yeah. that many subs. Uh, and,
1: and, and we lost um, Omar, Ali Omar um, early on, didn't we? we that, that was a worry, that was wasn't frustrated. it? Yeah. It was a worry. Yeah. Um,
0: he was on the bench again Tuesday, he was, though, wasn't he? was, and
1: Tom Lapsley was also, Lapsley was yeah. also uh, in the starting line-up uh, against Tiverton. Yeah. So those injuries that we were slightly worried about, Dan Martin wasn't available either against Plymouth, nor was, uh, Louis Lau. or Louis Lau played, against Tiverton, yeah. um, I, I'm not sure there's anything to worry about, Gary wasn't, going too overboard about, the injuries, he was just managing their fitness, yeah. I think more than anything else.
0: I'll be um, happy when we see Asa Hall in action again, because yeah. Asa, hasn't played yet, No he hasn't,
1: and, um, you know, he did have to self-isolate for, some of pre-season, uh, training, and, uh, you know he's got to get up to fitness. I hope there's nothing more than that. Mm. But um, but midfield wise, we don't look too bad going into the season as long as those players are fit.
0: Yeah, they seem to be playing with a, a confidence that, I mean Gary is pretty close now to knowing what his starting lineup is. The trialists obviously Ooh. have been pretty successful. I mean Dan Holman, the ex Cheltenham player. Yeah. Um, who I mean we've run the pictures side by side. Talkie just to put the background in this. Talkie still haven't said who the, the trial list is yeah. or any of the trial or any of the trial yeah. we've had a look on, on all over social media everybody says it's Dan Holman uh, it's Dan Holman yeah. but Torquay obviously haven't said that yet but he's a journeyman he's been around a lot of clubs he played with Gary at Cheltenham he was part Another of the one. promotion yeah. team at Cheltenham scored a lot of goals in not very many games well
1: I watched that I didn't go to Tiverton but I watched that, um, that goal against Tiverton online this morning and it's a cracker yeah uh, yeah. The other one was a penalty. He scored twice, obviously, but the first one was was a great picking up the ball um, on the kind of left side of, of of midfield, cutting inside and finding the top corner with a right footed shot. It was a lovely goal.
0: Love to see that kind of thing, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, and he played against Argyle. Uh, looked pretty sharp. Yeah. I thought I had a couple of chances in the second half.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, either of which could easily have gone in. So yeah, I quite like the look of him. Mm-hmm. Uh He's thirty. So okay. he's, you know he's he's not uh, he's not a veteran by any means but no. you know he's 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 played for a few clubs he's scored a lot of goals could still do a job at this level as they say
1: I think we probably need a few older players in the squad or added to the squad it's a very young squad if you take if you take Acer Hall and Danny Wright out of it mm-hmm. um I can't think of anyone else apart from the goalkeeper who's who's older than 25 um, I might be wrong I might be forgetting someone but I'm sure that's right so i think we do need a couple of older heads in there again just to just to shore things up and maybe have a bit of experience and uh, and know how uh, even if they're on the bench you know the the players to come on etc yeah. we shall see
0: so it'll be interesting to see i, I we've checked the chalky website today just see if there's any news of a, a no. permanent signing there's nothing on there Gary at the Gary did
1: say that, that, that after the Tiverton game that was it he was done for trialists so yeah uh, we shall see what the format the formation is and and, and who is included in the game against um, Chippenham Chippenham yeah uh, on Saturday um, whether Dan Holman plays might be an indication of whether he is about to sign yeah. because if there's no more trialists then you know, but he is going to sign, then I'm sure he'll still be involved.
0: I quite like the look of the guy at right back as well. Yeah. We've he, seen him he play look, a couple of times yeah, he now. Looks right. yeah. Don't know who he is though. No. Uh there was a central defender who looked decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again as, as we pointed out with the greatest of respect to these players which you always say just before you say something very disrespectful <laughs> um, but they're not young lads they're seasoned pros these guys aren't they no
1: and that's, that's quite interesting <coughs> because often trialists are young lads aren't they yeah. who have been let go at a nerdy stage by uh, a team above um, but the, these, these boys seem to be and going back to what I said maybe Gary is looking for a bit more experience yeah. in the squad so we should see I said that twice now. We shall see. We
0: shall see. Well, we we shall indeed. And good to see the. I say, the the worry was with um, Ali Omar having gone down injured quite early. Yeah. And, and but he, he was
1: twisted. Uh, I think he. I, I think I saw him do it. He. It was there, the left
0: knee, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, there was a moment um, when, uh, and I I'm struggling to remember his name, but one of their their attacking players, um, got into the box. Um, and I think Joe Lewis eventually stopped the possession, but uh, during that moment, um, Ali Omar kind of twisted to turn to face, and I think he might have just he might have just twisted his yeah, knee yeah. when he did that.
0: Nothing too serious. I mean, no. he was fit enough to be on the bench. At Tiverton he yeah. didn't play at, at Tiverton, but no. fit enough to take a place on the bench. We're very relieved to see that as well.
1: And and let's let you know. Let's talk about the players that aren't injured. I mean, you know. Danny Wright seems to have touched wood. Danny Wright seems to have come through pre-season without scoring picking up goals, another injury yeah. and scoring goals. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I did use the, the kind of idea that goal fans would be a bit worried about our bad luck from, uh, concerning injuries last season hanging about a bit. But I don't think they're anything like they were last season. No. I think these are, just, these are just minor knocks that Gary is just managing.
0: And picking up on what you were saying there, I mean, the established players, Dean Moxie, has looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he's done all right. Yeah. He's very... Of course,
1: Dean Moxie, I forgot that. That's the other experienced player in the team. <laughs> Apologies, Dean. Uh, you Connor... play like a youngster, what can
0: uh, I say? Absolutely, a spring chicken. <laughs> Connor Hay Evans is looking decent in pre-season. Yeah. You always expect you know, professional performance from Connor, but yeah. you know he's playing well. Looks like he's relishing it in winter looks good I'm going yeah. to forget somebody in a minute Jake thought, Andrews looks good I was going to say good. I
1: thought Jake Andrews has looked pretty yeah. good in the in, in the games that he's played
0: I will have forgotten somebody Armani he, Little yeah I was a
1: there. bit disappointed with Armani against uh, Plymouth but maybe it was just an off day yeah. we know what he can do yeah. so, so I'm not worried about that
0: he's had the captain's armband yeah. in Lisa's yeah. absence yeah. again hasn't he so it, it, uh, yeah. it, it, all the pointers are pretty good Mark Holstead looked good I yes. thought it was the first time we saw the new keeper yeah uh, against Plymouth. There's wasn't much he could have done about any of the Argyle goals. No. First one was a magnificent finish. Uh second one was a, a rebound, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah, he made uh, the
1: save originally.
0: And the third one was just a great piece of skill oh, a well, and a shot.
1: one of their best players. He came yeah. on late on fresh legs and just just received the ball in the box and turned on sixpence and, and, and tucked yeah. it away. So yeah, Ryan Hardy. Yeah.
0: So I mean Holstead I thought played well. So you know just yeah, it's it everything's good. Two more friendlies to go, as you say. Chippenham Town from National League South on Saturday afternoon. Yep. The Bluebirds of Chippenham. I had a little look through their squad. They used to have Chris Sobrowski, but he's not there anymore. I don't he's think. No longer there. Um, so yeah, there aren't any ex-goals as far as I can see in the Chippenham squad. But you never know.
1: No, you never know. They may
0: have a game. couple of trialists. He was there out.
1: last season. We played it's the second time we played them in pre-season, isn't it? And yeah. He was there last season
0: don't think he's there i may be wrong but i don't think he's there couldn't see his name mentioned anywhere on their okay. website this week that'll be a good test yeah uh they're becoming another Tiverton, aren't they they're a regular fixture for us gary a regular, obviously has,
1: fixture. Yeah.
0: has a good link with chippenham um and they'll provide a tough test the intriguing one is next tuesday night isn't it the bournemouth under 23s
1: be interesting to see what kind of team be plays. interesting
0: to see what kind of team gary plays be interesting to have a look at some of the Bournemouth lads and yeah. and look down at the dugout and see Gary and Aaron making notes of um, potential loan signings, maybe.
1: Absolutely, there was a Plymouth guy who came on late on that youngster.
0: Now I can't. remember which, Shirley. Shirley, he Reece was good. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley.
1: He looked excellent, and I wonder if they might have taken a note of his yeah. name because obviously you know Adam Randall came from Plymouth on loan at the end of last start of last season. Um. I'm sure there are chats going on about whether there are players available yeah. again.
0: Well, a couple and of the Argyle guys turned round to us in the second half and said, surely Shirley will go out on loan somewhere this season. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, Chris Errington was sitting next to us. Chris is uh, the, the the Devon Live reporter, uh, Plymouth Herald reporter for for, for us, and uh, he's been doing Plymouth Argyle for <coughs> a long time. I don't want to give his age away.
0: <coughs> Some considerable time. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, not quite in the Dave Thomas, uh, 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 bracket. Well, but who is? No, yeah. but um, uh, and and he said to us, didn't he, that um, Reese Shirley's just appeared from nowhere, really, during yeah. this pre-season, but has looked really good. And didn't he look sharp he's running fast, at defenders? Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, running at defenders, and then they look scared to death of him.
0: Yeah, he was one of. The, he looks like one of those players you kind of wind him up and off he goes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and, 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 um, and he
1: was keeping. He was one of those sort of dribblers of the ball who manages to keep the keep the ball close to his feet. Yeah. So you know uh optimizing the the chance of of, of getting into space, and you know it, it, he looked really positive, yeah, putting his head not not his head down but but running at players and 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 you know and he had a shot which yeah curled over the top of the bar at one point, yeah, he looked good, I like the look of him now, whether he is ready to play national league football or not. But then, how do you know until. You don't no, no he, you know you Yeah, he looked idea. good, but yeah. is he going to get in the file goal first team? Well, if he's not going to get in the file goal first team, as Adam Randall wasn't last year, as Ryan Law wasn't last year, then let's have a look at him. Yeah, I'd like to see him. Yeah. And then, of course, you're right. Let's see who Bournemouth are going to.
0: Yeah. Just to think about Reece Shirley, you've got a guy with bags of pace who can control the ball, keep the ball at his feet uh and gary does like a player like that calvin Kalala, yeah. aaron the main, yeah. both players like that maybe reese shirley is the next off that production absolutely. line
1: absolutely and um, yeah. and yeah no airplane jokes
0: no airplane joke i i cracked one just now oh, I, yeah. yeah i managed to sneak one in there just now um uh ryan law and adam randall both look very good for yeah Ardwell. i
1: thought adam randall looked excellent uh didn't do anything amazing but no. he was solid in the middle for them um Surprising how how involved he was really. Yeah. Um I think he's got a good uh, he he's up against another player that, that Plymouth brought in uh during the pre during the summer, uh, for one position, I gather, from what I've read. Yeah. So let's hope he can he can win that battle and uh, cement himself for first team place. He deserves it after the last season.
0: Again, one or two of the Argyle people saying, Oh well, we're not sure if he's quite ready to take the step up and we're all turning around and going, trust me he is ready to take the yeah. step up. He's a proper player. And Ryan Law as well gets overlooked a little bit. He had a good, sound, solid game for Argyle. Absolutely. Got a good career ahead of him as well, yeah. hasn't he? No,
1: that's good to see him yeah. on the verge of the first team as well.
0: But as you say, Bournemouth, Tuesday night, um, You know, we, we've, we're getting used to this kind of shop window thing. We had Bristol City's under-23s yep. down a couple of years ago and were able to cherry-pick a couple of very good players out of picked. that. Like that, didn't even think of that right? <laughs> that's an unconscious hanging pun there for you didn't Lovely. even think of that um but i mean bournemouth as we said last week i don't think we've ever had a duff loan player from bournemouth no. sharing last year No. frankie vincent the year before
1: both quality players yeah. while they were with
0: bailey, us bailey cargill adam holland's going back long long time yeah danny holland sorry not adam holland um
1: danny holland was from chelsea
0: yes he was he, he went at, to did, Bournemouth, he, did he go to he? Bournemouth? yes he, he did he came
1: to us from chelsea he was the under of 21's captain at chelsea yeah that's going right. back sometime right. he's that retired is now is he really <laughs> he might well oh, but he, God, might, he was still playing last year wasn't he for someone it was at Thank i think he was um yeah but um yeah it just goes to show how long ago he was at torquay but john Cornforth bought him in that's how long ago it did was did he really yeah
0: be interesting to see if Sam Shering is in the Bournemouth under twenty three side yep, on Tuesday.
1: Absolutely. Be
0: interesting. Would be lovely to be a fly on the wall if Torquia are trying to negotiate another season of Sam Shering. Oh, I'd be happy with we that. Like
1: that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, you know, a really good player. Having said
1: that, um, Joe Lewis and Ali O'More
0: look yeah
1: pretty good together.
0: Yeah, you'd 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 end up with a problem of who to leave out, wouldn't you? Yeah. But we're all jumping to conclusions here. Gary knows what he's doing. He just yeah, he just and, hasn't and told it's us. Gary's yet. job not Yeah. He just hasn't told us. Yet. <laughs> and he won't do and right He it. won't until they do for ten minutes before kickoff. Yeah. So uh, we will speculate all we like, but Gary's That's the our job. Who knows. To speculate it
1: and it's his job to, to <laughs> do it properly and, 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 and disregard everything we say.
0: As most sensible people,
1: yeah. <laughs> Eight years of disregard. Eight years say. of disregard <laughs>
0: that could be the tagline underneath the podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, so some ex goals, a couple of interesting things to do with ex goals. Reese Healy scored another two for Toulouse. Well, oh, living the Dream. Reese Healy. Absolutely on fire. They beat Nancy four nil. Reese got two of them. Wow. He's just he's gonna end up with a permanent deal there if he yeah. hasn't already, isn't he? Uh Modo Toure, who was at Salford last year, had a loan spell at Newport County. He's got a loan spell season long loan at Bath City now. I don't
1: remember Modo Toure.
0: Quick little winger. For he was a yeah, right? good little player. Oh, only a couple of years ago.
1: Is that that season that we had about 800 loan players the coming in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's He,
0: he not he, he didn't actually contribute all that much uh, for Gary, but you could see there was a player in there. Um, he, well, he'll be teaming up with Ben Goering up at Bath. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. And a chap called Ben Pringle. Right. Ben Pringle has joined Altrincham, so we'll see him on August the 21st. He was at Torquay for five games on loan, 2010-2011, wow, a long him, I mean. time ago. I looked him up, though, because I didn't really remember him. Uh, we had him on loan from Derby County,
1: okay,
0: uh, and he only stayed for 19 days right. at because he opted, rather than turn out for Torquay, he opted to go back to the baseball ground and fight for his place in the team, Right, which he duly got back, and he's okay. been everywhere since then. He's been at Morecambe. He was part of the promotion-winning okay. Morecambe side last year.
1: Does he score many goals? Because once he scores, he couldn't score. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah
0: I know where you're <laughs> going. Yeah, pretty, I think we must have used that at some point yeah, during I'm his Yeah, sure, I'm school. sure
1: David, you know, actually David wouldn't have used that, would
0: he? I, I probably I don't would, think David sits, sits
1: watching the telly all night eating mm-hmm. Pringles. I think uh, he's out on his bike, isn't yeah, he? Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, as, a, as a Pringle enthusiast, I probably did. <laughs> what flavour is to. the guy? I, well, do you know, I'm getting older, I like the plain ones. Do you? You see, this is a thing with great age. You start eating vanilla ice cream and plain crisps. I don't uh, know why. okay. A good vanilla ice cream and a decent plain not crisp. Not together. Good no. God, no. Good heavens. <laughs> the off.
1: um, the, the one. I'm I'm a fan of the the the, uh, the prawn cocktail.
0: Okay. I'm
1: a fan of the um, the. Was it the chive and chive and, and sour, sour cream, cream and but, chive? But, but sour <laughs> cream and chive. But the hot ones. Okay. The new hot ones. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, so I'm a fan of that. Who'd uh, have thought we'd have but ended I, but up a, down there? But, I, but the thing is, the salt and vinegar ones, if you eat too many, you numb your lips. Do you really? Yeah, it's a terrible affliction.
0: I'm not. Gonna it lasts say. for days. I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> Pringles experiences. This is the kind of stuff you don't get on other podcasts. Certainly send not send us in football. your favourite <laughs>
1: Pringle moments. <laughs> <laughs> and well, if, if you've also suffered from the numb lips, um, please let me know. because. I have, I have checked the internet and other people have. It okay. did worry me. I might have some kind of allergic reaction to Pringles, which would be absolutely terrible.
0: I'm not going to Google that if that's right. No, okay. okay. <laughs> Good to jump, uh, to bump into Julian, by the way. The other day, just bumped into Julian yep. in Brixham. He's at Legoland today. Is he? Living the dream. Talking wow. United fans at Legoland, living the dream. I, did, I went off on a bit of a tangent um earlier on there was uh, a tweet which showed Brett Williams formerly of Torquay United yes. and most other clubs in the National League. Yes. Uh, he's at AFC Totten. Now, okay,
1: seven league
0: I think. Uh, and he's got a sponsored car. He's That's got him. a Toyota RAV4 which has been they put those wrap things on them now, don't they? Okay. Uh, and it's got AFC Totten sponsors, you know, so he's got a sponsored car, which nice. set me off on a bit of a flight of fancy, because I remember Torquay United players getting sponsored cars from Wadham Stringers or Reed of Torbay or somebody like that. And I've got a a mental image, maybe wrong. Of, Both have
1: gone by the way, Wadham Stringer yeah. and
0: Reed. Oh, long gone. Yeah. But I have Jim McNichol in a Montego or something nice. like that. So players you know players with blameless professional careers would find themselves in at the training ground one day presumably and the secretary would come up to them and say we've got a great deal for you we've got a sponsored car you want you it, it's a car you can use all season it'd be great what is it a ferrari or something like that and you'd get taken off to whites in newton Abbott and pick up a new skoda
1: absolutely yeah
0: and i've got just this mental image of jim McNichol in a montego
1: skodas of course Didn't have the reputation that they have now. Back back in the day, did they? They were considered a bit of a joke car. I mean, they're they're not bad cars now. They're not
0: not? bad cars. So I had one. I had a rear engine Skoda, which I bought brand new from Whites of Newton Abbot because it cost. Is that where your email
1: address comes from? It is.
0: Funny (laughs) enough. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, the Skoda, a D red Skoda, I had brand new. It was great. It was great. The exhaust pipe cost about three quid to replace because it was only about eight or nine inches long. But there you go. (laughs) We digress, but I started looking at pictures of footballers and cars, and of course, your modern footballer has a Bentley or a Bugatti or a Ferrari. They are
1: yes.
0: to be honest, when you a Range
1: Rover, they all seem to have Range Rovers, don't they? They
0: do. I think a lot. I think a lot of them lease them. But you know, if you look around the the car parks at National League grounds, whenever you go and visit, there are some pretty nice cars Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Players love their cars. So I had a little look around on the internet and you can find pictures of Norwich City players being issued with corporate protons.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Which they must have been very proud of. Glenn Hoddle with a Saab 900.
1: Oh, Leroy had a Saab. Did he? He had a very nice convertible Saab, which he turned up to, I think the first time I met him was a, um, it was a a first pre-season friendly somewhere or another, a little club, and he He rolled up in a Saab, playing some groovy music. Stylish. um, Yeah,
0: that is pretty stylish. Then I found a picture of Stanley Matthews with a Ford Classic, polishing his Ford Classic on the driveway of his home in Stoke-on-Trent. (laughs) <laughs> like you do, like you do. The pictures that always used to crop up in football magazines and annuals yeah. and everything. Franz Beckenbauer, the Kaiser, of course, with the BMW CSL, of course, which is a beautiful car, of course. And Franz you wouldn't expect course.
1: anything but a German car for him, would you?
0: You wouldn't. And Franz, of course, decked out in full Adidas.
1: Of course, kit. yeah, that's a little yeah. The German <laughs> oh, one was yeah. the sort of the the yellow black and um, yeah.
0: And then we got on to some better ones. Kenny Dalgleish was issued with a Rover SDI. Okay. Nice car in its day. Uh, There's a great picture of uh, Geoff Hurst and Bobby Moore and the rest of the England World Cup squad from 1970 with Cortina Mark IIs.
1: Oh.
0: That's a car. Some of our younger listeners will be thinking, what on earth are they going on about? But Mm. seriously, a Cortina Mark II was a a coveted motor car, wasn't it, back in the day? And, of course, there's Jimmy Hill and Coventry City with Talbots.
1: Of course, yeah. <laughs> How could they not be? I can still see
0: Talbot on the front of their shirts, yeah, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Magnificent big, Yeah, I mean,
1: it was a big big motor city, wasn't it, Coventry?
0: Wasn't it Talbots that Ali, McCoyston, Ali, McCoyston, Ali, McLeod, Ali McLeod and the Scotland squad had in 1978? Possibly, yeah. When they were yeah. on the march with Ali's Tal- army.
1: Talbot Sunbeams, was that yeah. their main car, wasn't it? Yeah. They were
0: going to bring home the World Cup in a Talbot Sunbeam. Yeah,
1: and they brought it home in...
0: No. no they didn't sadly not um, but you've just mentioned the classic the greatest picture of a footballer in his car yeah. although I will come on to another one in a minute but Robin Stubbs
1: absolutely Robin Stubbs is he half in, half out? He's is he sitting in? in yeah, out. sitting yeah, of in the front seat we think with the door an, open.
0: We think it's an MGB, don't we? Yeah,
1: it's a great photo. Very it stylish is. man in that photo yeah. isn't it? Still a stylish it. man, of course.
0: We've used it once or twice. I may even use it again. Mm. Why not? But uh, that's great. But the best one, which I showed you just now, and it, I, I can't. I don't think I can use it because it belongs to a, an international photo library, who uh, guard their copyrights very which we closely. We have a
1: deal on for sports pictures, but not necessarily these yeah, kinds. Of see, pictures.
0: I don't want to open us up to a big bill. Because Big Bill, the editor, wouldn't be yeah, very happy, no, he wouldn't be happy at no. all. And um, I might not be here to do the uh, 300 <laughs> podcast next week. But there's a fabulous picture online, seek it out, of Francis Lee of Manchester City and later Derby County. And he's leaning on the bonnet of what maybe a Jaguar or a Daimler Sovereign car enthusiasts will know, with a background of a misty, mizzly, rainy Manchester industrial building behind him.
1: Proper Manchester.
0: He's wearing what I guess would be a sort of a light brown, a tan leather overcoat. You can't tell because it's a black and white picture, but it looks like one. Flared trousers, Chelsea boots and a big wide kipper tie. And he's leaning on the bonnet of a Daimler sovereign. It's a great, great photograph. It could be an album cover.
1: It could be. Uh, of course, Franny Lee, the, the, when I when I hear the words Franny Lee, my my mind goes straight to an album by a uh, a couple of DJs Mark Radcliffe and the boy Lard from back in the yeah. day who made an album as the Shire Horses
0: yes I remember um, that uh,
1: which was all covers jokey covers and there was there was there was a song on there which was a cover of a Nick Cave and a Kylie Minogue song and it was about Franny Lee and they changed changed the, the lyrics uh, obviously they're, they're both of them big Man City fans and the line that springs to mind every time I hear Franny Lee's name is all that money you made from the bog paper trade <laughs>
0: Yes, of course. I'd forgotten that. He was a, a toilet roll magnate, wasn't he?
1: After football. Yeah. yeah. Not before. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and there's that great um, great footage of him, which you see every now and then. You find it on YouTube of a punch-up he had with Norman Hunter, yeah, which went on and on. It was like that thing from the fast show, the great long, big punch-up. Yeah. There was just <laughs> this punch-up that went on and on and on. The referee split them up. Told them off, said get back to your positions, get on with your game. So they started hitting each other again.
1: Yeah, and if that happened nowadays, there would be controversy of the world around for, for
0: weeks. And, but then the referee sends them off, and they carry on. Yeah, on the way off the each pitch. other on the way off the pitch. It's almost as good as Kevin Keegan and Billy Bremner in that yeah. seventy-four Charity Shield. The game. Lacks, Not that we condone do in any kind of no, behaviour like that. But the game lacks punch-ups these days, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Cars,
1: punch-ups, what is this, men and motors? I, know, yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm deep in the 1970s here. I'm going to go home and watch Get Carter now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, in the absence of Gary this week, it's a slightly shorter podcast. But um, yeah. you...
1: I, I've got a couple of cars. Of course, when I was working at Talk United back in the day and Leroy was a manager and we had that great team, uh, the car of choice for the two main men, David Graham and Alex Russell, were, uh, were, were Audi's. Were they? Yeah, so they had the, the the nice curved top Audis. I can't remember what they're called. Audi TTs. Audi TTs. Yeah. When they were curved top, mm. they've been redesigned slightly nowadays. But yeah, they were the two cool cars in the car park.
0: Were they? Okay. Um,
1: they and then and then exactly during that period, uh, used to get the PFA uh, magazine come into you know into the yeah. dressing room free every month or whatever it was and that was obviously always full of car adverts and, and advertorials where they've interviewed someone about their car.
0: Yeah, And
1: yeah. Uh, I do remember um, someone piping up that no one had been, been in contact with Kevin Hill about his old banger yet.
0: <laughs> he didn't used to drive around in a larder or I something. I don't know he? what, I,
1: can't, I, I wish I could remember what it was. I, I did know at the time, and it, was, it went down like a storm. It was a good joke. But um, yeah, no, no, no one from the PFA magazine <laughs> had been on to Kevin Hill to interview him about his car.
0: If ever a player deserved a Bugatti, yes, Kevin, Kevin Hill, Hill deserved a Bugatti.
1: So hopefully see Kevin Hill on Saturday because I, I think I'm going to go to Buckland for their FA Cup game rather than Torquay this Saturday. It's a it's a proper competitive yeah. opening game against um, uh, the extra extra preliminary round. It's really difficult to say that. Against uh, Exmouth Town where Kevin Hill is manager. So I think that's my destination this Saturday rather than, rather than Torquay-Cheltenham. But of course um, the season starts for us properly and it'll be Torquay from then on
0: and that means neither of us will be there on Saturday because you're gonna I'm go... going to AFC Brixham yeah against Bridgewater United which is also an FA Cup match Brixham being my old team got to go they
1: they gotta are the go. only two teams from our local area in the FA Cup this season the FA Cup um this season um there there are less smaller teams in the first round because the the the, the teams that sort of the, the level that Brixham are at had to enter into a draw and only a few yeah. of them na- nationally got pulled out um, or regionally, I guess it was. But, um, so Brixham um, of the Peninsula League and Buckland of the Western League are your two FA Cup games as the, the competition starts afresh this Saturday.
0: And we'll be at those. So on our behalf, give Torquay a cheer for us on Saturday. Yeah, and, 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 and Buckland
1: started their season at Bridgewater and beat them. So I'm sure there w- might have been a few phone calls between Tim Walter and Paul Froud. Good omen. Um, and Buckland hopefully. then went to... the No, they were at home on Tuesday against... Doo, 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 can't remember the team, but they won
0: 6-1. Good start to the yeah, season. Yeah,
1: Nathan Cooper, four goals in two games.
0: Keep an eye on him.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Good to have your company. Thanks for your time, as ever. Don't forget to join us for... Um, perhaps, we, perhaps we ought to have a cake or something next week. I'll get one. I'll make one myself. Make one... I will hold you to that.
1: Oh God! We'll
0: be, <laughs> we'll be back next week with the no. the the, <laughs> the eighth birthday show, which may or may not be the three hundredth. Uh, we're
1: we're not sure, but we're close.
0: Hanging facts, yeah, once yeah, hanging
1: facts once again. And uh, yeah, no, it's it, it, well, it's, it's amazing. That the, the, I mean, we are the originators of uh, of local football podcast surely
0: we are and there have been some some admirable podcasts have followed in our wake as well absolutely good good podcasts there's room for us all yeah thanks for your time this has been the yellow army podcast and do this for us on saturday will you come Come on on, you you yellows
1: oh goals (laughs) i said
0: goals close you think you'd know by this (laughs) time yeah (laughs) cheerio